Hey guys, this is John and Austin. This is another episode of the Meat Justics podcast presented by Waltons. Stopped there that time. <laughs> Didn't do it two weeks in a row. Uh, so we've got a bunch of things we want to get through, uh, but we've got some food items that I'm really excited about. Uh, in fact, I forgot one. I will grab that in a second here. First thing I want to try is this jalapeno cheddar bread that a employee of ours, his wife makes and sells at local whatever farmer's markets. That was the world's worst cut. I'm at a weird angle. That bad piece is your piece. That's fine. It's nice and dense and moist. I like that. Might as well just call this the eating podcast. Yeah. Bread is so good. Like, I love that meat. That is phenomenal. Oh, it's, a, it's a bread episode. I love meat. What we do is all related to meat. It's so good. But it would be so hard to just live off of, like, meat alone. You got to throw in bread, carbs, cheese. It'd be horrible to be, like, keto diet. Like, no carbs. I mean, it's kind of what I was doing uh, for a while. I lost 20 pounds really fast, so it's not all terrible. So I was told that if you go on keto, you can lose a lot of weight. Huh? But like when you come off of keto, you're going to gain weight. I mean, you might put on a few pounds back, but no, you can keep all that weight off. Okay. 100%. I mean, if you go right back, sorry. <laughs> if you go right back to your old like junk eating habits, yeah, you will eventually put it back on. But that's with anything, right? It doesn't matter what you do. So this is delicious. Yeah, I was about to say, so what level of heat you got? Like, what's the level? Oh, very low, very low levels how of heat. How much cheese, right? You mm. know, what do you got there? There's a good amount of cheese, and what I like is it's not just on the outside. It's sprinkled throughout. It's Same thing with the jalapenos. Yeah. A lot of times with these breads, they'll fake you out, and it's just the top that has the stuff, and in the center, it's good, but it's just bread. Yeah. This is better than that. Or sometimes, like... You get a bread like this, and the outside of it is just too hard. Yeah. It's more crusty. That is just moist throughout. Mm -hmm. Outside to inside, it's delicious. It's right, pretty close to perfect, to be honest. Um, so, do you know which farmer's market? I don't. Okay. We'll have no. to find out because, one, going back, I will find where they sell it and buy it instead of just guilting one of your employees to bringing it in. Well, we could also uh, have him bring it in and pay him for it. So you don't true. have to go hunt down his wife at a farmer's market. It's kind of the experience though, going to the farmer's market. Oh, I thought you meant hunting a human. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is absolutely delicious. Now there's a problem. Monique, who's a, a purchasing employee here, heard me talking about my ice cream preferences and i said praline 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 pralines so she brought me some uh candied pralines i ate half the thing in like literally 45 minutes this morning to the point where my stomach was hurting so mm -hmm. now we're eating more carbs oh you ate that like earlier today mm -hmm. great so i'm all jacked up on caffeine or was it say mountain dew mountain dew okay People are trying to kill you, dude. All this all right. awesome food. So we will eat that throughout. Um, then we've got some other stuff. Our latest batch of 30-pound electric saucer stuffers came in. I went and pulled a random one out of inventory um, and did some testing on it. So I made some pork and some beef snack sticks. I just made some chicken snack sticks that I thought were amazing. Uh, 
so I wanted to use the same seasoning on all of them. And then we can talk about the differences in taste, texture, whatever, across seasonings. So these three are uh, buffalo beef. These three are buffalo pork. And these ones are the chicken. Okay. Everything like the same. Encapsulated citric acid, sure gel, same okay. cheese. Are you that. starting chicken first? I'm starting chicken first. Okay. Did you get another one? Every time, like I take not every time, most of the time I take a bite of a piece of meat that you've that you've made something, I get like a piece of bone. Now hold on. Or gristle. I've been into something very hard. These are chicken thighs. And obviously they did not do a good job cutting out oh, all the there is cartilage in there. Yeah. And surprisingly, the cartilage made it through, just put it like right here or something. The cartilage made it through a one-eighth plate. That's surprising to me. Now, you won't have that problem with these ones because they're not chicken. However, these are the snack sticks I made a post about on Meat Justics that Tex told me was basically unreadable. Um, I had gone home. I'd had a good stiff two fingers of whiskey and was walking my dogs as I was posting that. So they're pulling on me. was not my best. As you say, were you voice texting? Mm -mm. Because you send me voice texts sometimes. They're terrible. Your phone does not understand. Undecipherable. You. It's bad. Like I look, yeah, and I usually just say it and then hit send and then look down. I need to get better <laughs> at looking down first. It's all periods he sends me. I'm like, can he? Uh, there's not a single word. It's just not the time. Bob, I mean, and I have to infer what the word is. So. <laughs> I'm a famously bad texter. I was great with T9. I was woof, moving that those fingers all around, but. Once you can't really use just your thumbs anymore, I struggle. All right. So what do you think about the chicken one? That is so good. Yeah. Like it, one, it should pair together. It's buffalo. It's chicken. You put those together in a snack stick. It has to be good. But it, I mean, it's it's past just like what you think. Like to be honest, I think that's, I think it tastes better than I think it should taste. That is one of like my favorite, okay. I'd say snack sticks right now. Well, I've got a package of them in there for you. So, and then we also, we use 16 millimeter on that because I wanted to see if our electric stuffers could do 16 millimeter with, uh, it's not going to do it with pork, uh, not with beef, but with chicken. I mean, chicken's not dense enough. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not light, but just not dense it's, enough. Yeah, dense, density. That it went through, no problem. All right, let's move on to the pork one where I promise you won't have a um, little piece of cartilage in there. It'd be amazing if you did though. <laughs> that's very good i don't think it tastes as much like buffalo as that one does though yeah it is a good flavor but it's not as intense as with the chicken i think it's just yeah either truly designed for chicken or it's just that that mental like thought process of like you think it should be and you taste something and it is like you're telling yourself what to expect you ever like drink like uh a glass of water yeah. and you were expecting diet coke right and your brain like freaks out yep. over it my mind's kind of yep. like that's that. actually perfectly valid um now one other thing the, these chicken snack sticks did have i added 10 percent pork fat so just mm. uh a thing to keep in mind okay and then on to the beef ones. I also am becoming more and more convinced that we're 
destroying things by not warming up snack sticks before eating them. Because the snack stick right mm. out of the smoker is just amazing. So if I'm eating snack sticks at home, I 100% microwave them every time. Right. All you need is like 10, 12 seconds. <clears throat> Why don't we have a microwave in here? Thank you. Thank you. We're not getting a microwave. <laughs> day, that was my day one. That was my day one suggestion at this point. Let's get a microwave right here. In fact, see that wall that's between offices? Mm -hmm. This is right there, so I don't even have to leave the room. I just, yeah. just a little lazy Susan in the corner that just <laughs> a little hot pocket flips area. from one side yeah. to the other. I just threw some snack sticks in the uh, toaster oven. We'll leave them in there for a couple minutes and see what we see. So this this brings up a question um, that I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to, but it's definitely a, like a personal preference deal to it. But what between like snack sticks and summer sausage, what protein should you make stuff out of? Because I'd argue most of the time, I don't care. Pork, it's cheap. I'd rather do pork. Mm -hmm. But I would say in this case, to be honest, I'd probably say the pork is the my least favorite mm -hmm. out of these three. Chicken is the best, then beef, then pork. So does it kind of vary based upon what you're making? Yeah. I think it varies more based on the flavor you're using than... Uh, the product you're making because I would imagine if you made this in a summer sausage like size casing it would still be excellent in fact we might need to do that but the flavor is what's important not like the size of the casing and you know snack stick seasoning summer sausage seasoning they're so close that they're basically interchangeable yeah I don't know so we we're just what is, or what do we do it for for Thanksgiving or for Christmas? I don't remember now. I don't know. Uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So we make like the little gift boxes. Mm -hmm. Employees can choose. They want a ham, a turkey, or like a gift box. Brett Dillon and I were debating like, what are we making? And all of us basically just came, we came to the joint conclusion that we should do pork. Okay. And now, now I'm kind of now questioning you're... myself and I'm like, should we? Should we not have just done beef? I don't know. It's... So they're summer sausages, right? Summer sausages. I mean, yeah. I think then the most you want to do is a 50-50 mix. I don't think you want to do a 100% beef summer sausage. In my mind, at least. I don't think you want to do 100% beef summer sausage. So while those are warming up, we're going to move on to the next food item we have here. And this, if you follow our social media, you'll see that I posted something about this uh, the other day. We're sitting in the room. Uh, the, the media room next door and Dylan and one of his salesmen walk in and say to me, they're like, we hesitated to tell you this. He's like, but that dry cured product you have over there said is some of the best summer or dry cured sausage I've ever had. And this is the same stuff mm -hmm. I tried the other day that, okay. So mm -hmm. this just came out of our, one of our dry curing cabinets that we're testing. Um, and we used Land Jaeger as the, the basis for it. We then used TSPX. Um, yeah, just TSPX. And then it sat in there for about a month. It's very good. Smells amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, not really, but yes, it does. I don't know. It has the dirty feet smell, which doesn't necessarily smell great. 
but you record. know record for how many times John gets up this episode. That's already oh, that's already four. We've got at least two more. So <laughs> perfect. When you smell that dirty feet smell, you just you know it's going to taste delicious. Very I don't good. think this tastes as good as the pepperoni. I just think the pepperoni lends itself to this style of sausage better than Landjäger. But the fact that our product specialist, vice president of sales, said that this is one of the best dry cured sausages he ever had, that may replace the your grandfather telling me that the brisket I gave him was the best, or fed him was the best brisket he'd ever had. That yeah. might replace that as the feather in my cap. So. so I had a problem with my air conditioner the other day. Had a guy come over to fix it because I, I was going to try, and normally I do. I feel like I'm somewhat handy. But some things have come up lately that I was just like, I'm not going to get this done. I'm like, I'm, a, I'm just going to call somebody out, have them come over, take a look at it. They got there, and they're like, what is, uh, what's going on? And I'm like, it's it. It just smells. It doesn't smell good. I don't know, like, if it's mold or just musty or this and that. He's like, well, what do you think it smells like? And I'm like, dried sausage. And he was immediately like, oh, it's like stinky feet. And I'm like, that's amazing. Nice. I've never, I it, I don't know. It, it, I've never met somebody just, like, randomly out there that, like, knew what I would be talking about like that. It's normally sure. I'm talking to somebody that is in the meat industry that right. know what's going on because dried sausage is not like a – super big thing out there but i was so glad that when i used that because i couldn't think of anything else to describe it but he was like oh yeah okay um so first of all what was it what was it uh-huh. i don't know did well, he fix it kind of uh sprayed some sort of foaming cleaner on everything and it's fine they he said that like sometimes it happens on some units and some not others it can be you could have it's usually manufacturer specific, but you could have two units sitting right next to each other, different manufacturers. One will do it, one won't. Hmm. Just happens sometimes during switchovers between heat and cold or cold heat, and something just gets Start off growing in there. I guess. Okay. I don't know. Um, I like to say when I'm trying to describe what you're describing in the wild, in the like wild. instead of meeting somebody in the meat processing industry <laughs> you met somebody in the wild because it's just like you were out there and it wasn't a, a like a staged thing so i'd say in the wild. all right i think those are probably ready to try hot they must be toasty i'm going over to someone's house after work today they were asking, like, oh, well, what do you want to eat? I'll cook something. I'm like, no, this is podcast day. I don't eat dinners on podcast day because I eat so much during like recording. Party I'll do it after I get home. Mm. It's so good That's hot. It's so good hot. We need to come up with a little snack stick warmer. I don't know. Like a roller grill, like from Quick Trip? Something like that. We used to sell those. We did use some, but yep. they had problems all the time, didn't they? Uh, the hot dog rollers? I don't know. I don't think they were that bad. We just right. didn't sell a lot. Try the beef one while it's hot. Oh, man, snap. I disagree. I think it went, this is the best, then chicken, then the pork. It's so good. 
I don't know. It is very good, mm. but the, I don't know. I'd rather t- I'd take the chicken over okay. the beef. Well, I guess you're allowed your opinion. It's very very <laughs> close. I, yeah, I mean, I guess. It, it frustrates me, but. And the pork's very good, too. It's just not as good. So, this is a good reminder of uh, for us when we get a new seasoning and don't just make it in pork because that's 100% what I do all the time. Yeah. We should yeah. probably try making a dry cured out of beef as well. Yeah. I wonder what does, what do big producers of pepperoni do? Do they do a split? I think, or do they do all beef, all, all, all pork. pork? All yeah. pork? Okay. And it's all trimmings. Say so how 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 many how many dried sausages would be made out of beef? Like I wouldn't think many pork. Yeah, I wouldn't think many. But again, I'm not anywhere near an expert on dry cured sausage. However, do you want to see what you're an expert at right now? Do I want to see my what my what? You want to see if you're if you're an expert at anything right now? Oh, I got that's the, a great job, Patrick. Yep, let's clue. do it. Right, Bring it on up. So this is part two. Uh, we've got to put this away, by the way. That bread has to go away. I'm housing it. Um, this is part two of our pop quiz. Patrick has come up with new questions for us. Did you bring us? Um, I got pens for you back there. How do, okay, one, two, and three. Yeah. Oh, wow, it's long. 15 questions. Oh, oh. This is not good. This is not good. <laughs> Patrick stumped us. I feel like Patrick did more research on this one than the last one. <laughs> he, he even had some people take the test to see how they did. What was? It? Do we get to know what the average score was? One, uh, one guy got one correct and the other guy got five. <laughs> okay. So listen, we have to beat five because five is the newest employee in there. I'm, I'm pro- Mason's been here like two months. Three months? Yeah. Um, do, do we get clarification on some of these? Yeah, we can. Like I said, we if it's not fun, we'll probably fast forward sections. But yeah, okay. feel free to dive in whenever you guys want. I'll try to be quick. So when we. Well, how do we want to do this? We're going to answer and like reveal one by one. Yeah, I got the answers back here. <laughs> well, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I said that weird. Same Should way. we do it one by one? Or are we filling the whole thing Fill the out? whole thing and then we'll go back. The same way we did it. Mm-hmm. For the audio version, he'll cut all this out for the podcast on YouTube. Just leave it all in. Sure, yeah. People okay. probably like it. All right. I finally get to try this. Oh, man. You're killing trees. Face. You didn't do do front back printing. I was wondering why that was <sighs> the default setting. I didn't want to confuse myself, though, because a lot of the... Questions look similar, and if I would have, that's why I labeled them one, two, and three. So. No, yeah, it's honestly on this. I'd rather just have front page only because otherwise, <laughs> yeah, you get you get screwed up. It was a big circle. I could hear the. Oh yeah, I probably just need to circle the number or the letter. Dude, the beef one yesterday were pretty sweet. Okay, wait, I do need clarification. Right. On the second one, what is the typical daily protein requirement for growing beef calf? 
Are we talking about percent of their calories or percent of their body weight? Mm, read it again. What is the typical daily protein requirement for a growing beef calf? That sounds like like what they need to eat, right? So Correct. Based on their, their I'm going to say their body weight. Okay. Now that changes my answer for sure. Mm. But is that what the answer? I don't, there's no way for me to make sure that the answer that I have even co co corresponds with what I'm saying though. I think that one is the percentage of their diet and intake because I'm going to answer it based off of what dog food I buy and because I buy dog food based upon the protein percentage. Mm. So he's got a base. He's got an alphabet to use. Well, yeah, we need to know that before we. Well, I like what he's saying instead of the because there's no way for us to know the cow's weight, I guess. But that might be complete nonsense. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but it's nonsense. my rationale I'm running with, baby. Let's right, do this. Well, I'm saying it's we'll, the we'll other thing, so. for now. We'll come back to it. I'm not happy. Okay. I'm not happy. <sighs> I don't like this. This isn't good. This is not good. <laughs> we'll just jump right into it, guys. Okay. Let me finish the ice. Let me stress first. eat yeah, a little please. bit first, Go please. It. You have to do me a favor and read the questions. Okay. Because I only have the Yep, answer. we got you. All right, so. What should a finished steer ready to butcher weigh? Okay. Two underscore pounds, which doesn't make sense. Two blank pounds. Oh, so, okay. Well. Two blank. Fill pounds. in the blank. A, B, C, or D. Yeah, but two blank to blank pounds blank to blank pounds would make more sense all right go ahead their answers are a thousand to 1100 b 1150 to 1250 c 1250 d 1400 to 1500 all right how'd you guys answer c b it is c yes john's one for one okay all right well this is yeah we're just gonna next meet on to meet matters here we go <laughs> <laughs> I thought he wanted to argue that. All right. Okay. Number two. <laughs> what is the typical daily protein requirement for a growing beef calf? 12 to 15, 16 to 18, 20 to 25, 30 to 35. Now, hold on. Yeah. Before we get to this, it was determined that we were saying it was the protein content of what they're eating, not the amount of protein they need based on their body weight. Yeah. So out of a, if they ate a bowl of food, it what would, percentage of that bowl is protein? Okay. Patrick? Uh, well, wait, hold on a second. I said C, C, B, 16. Oh, All right. What is the length of the gestation period of a cow? 285 days, 365 days, 180 days, or 240 days? It's probably A, but I put D. I put A, 285 days. It is A. Austin, it's on board. You know why I knew it was going to be A? Nine months and seven days. Yeah, all the other ones were too right. specific yes. of like this and many months. Now, if they had asked pigs, I would have known that from when we went up to Muu University. They told us the gestation about pigs, but not cows at Muu University. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right, so we're tied one to one. All right, cool. Going into question four. What is the food conversion ratio for cattle? I have it's eight I, to one, four to one, 12 to one, or six to one. I put 12 to one. I put 12 because it's big, big numbers, baby. I got eight to one. I don't even know what this. I don't means, even know though. what that means. Then why did you ask the question? <laughs> uh, I'm you assuming think, you think I thought. Of I'm everything. assuming it's the amount of feed that has to go into the animal. Like every pound of meat you get takes 12 pounds of hay or whatever. Ah, okay. All okay. Right. okay. So I said A and got no. that one right. All right. Question number five. Still tied up. 
is what? Who? I feel better. What's the question? Give an example of roughage or high feed or high fiber feed. Hay, corn, barley, or oats. I put A, and I'm pretty sure Austin did too because he looked at mine. You guys are both right. It there is you hay. go. <laughs> two to two. All right. I, I also changed my answer for the food conversion. I now got that right. No, 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 so, no, no. Just so we know. No, no, no. Put a smiley face next to it. All right. Number six. What is it? What is the term finish describing? Degree of fatness and readiness for market. The process of grooming an animal for show. The age at which an animal is ready to slaughter or the type of feed given to an animal before sale. I said D, the type of feed given to an animal before sale. D. It's actually A, degree of fatness and readiness for market. It is not. Right? It can't be, right? Because I thought it was like grass. Yeah. Can you read the question again? Maybe slow. What is the term finish describing? A degree of fatness and readiness for market. Maybe it's like, I how, guess it kind of fi- is. How finished is it, maybe? I guess it kind of is. It's almost a trick question. But they go to finishing lots where they're given sure. specific types of feed to get them ready for market. I'll, I'll, I'll put a line next to that one. Let's go ahead and. Well, uh, hold on. You've peaked Austin's. This one, I'm going to the gods of Bing. Not Google. Mm. Bing. Well, he wants to you're hear not going to get the right rid- answer. A ridiculous answer. You want to find out that A is the right answer then. <laughs> Finished cows or cattle that have been raised with the beginning of their life on grass and then given grain at the end of their lives. This finishing typically takes place in feedlots, which do not have to meet the same standards of quality that the pastures do. This sounds like a very biased type of thing that's getting into, but we're just going to go with... We were correct. Yeah, uh, we're correct okay. because it's... We were correct. There, yeah. All right, we'll go three to three. The answer is... On D. this entire thing, if there was one I was confident on, that was... Well, one of the few I was confident on, that was the one. All right, so we're three to three. All right, go for it. A table that gives a line of ancestors for an animal, a genealogical tree, is called what? A pedigree, a lineage, ancestral chart, or heritage record? I put pedigree. I'm not answering until Patrick reveals. (laughs) (laughs) It is pedigree. Dang it. I have pedigree and I changed my answer because I was like, nah, that's just for dogs. Four to three. (laughs) All right. A small amount of marbling is necessary for juiciness and flavor of meat. This is true or false. Here's where I want to argue. Because the word small. A small amount. You could argue a large amount is required. But yes, you need some. So I put true. I put true because okay. large could be fine, but small is is necessary. Okay. It Four to five. Correct. True. Yield dressing percent is the weight yield of the carcass as a percent of live weight. It's not a percent, so I put false. It's actually, they say, they're saying true. So. But it's not a percent. No, it's, it's true. No, because just because you wrote it down. Put, it's hey, not, you it's, don't, <laughs> the yield is what you get, right? It's not a percent. No, it's a percent. It is? That's, I mean, my opinion, I got it right, <laughs> so I'm not wavering off of that. Oh, well, why would you? That's, it's now five to five going into. Well, hold on. We're going to the gods of Google this time. <laughs> yield. Of beef. Hot carcass weight. Once cooled, the carcass weight will be approximately seven. When a debone and trimmed, it will be approximately 500 pounds. Nowhere in there does it say percent. The very okay. first line. The yield of beef is a percentage. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds good. We're 5-5. Five, five. Okay. Let's just yada pass. 
All right. Now, this one was kind of controversial as well. Or did you guys just named four parts of a ruminant stomach in <laughs> I have order? No idea. It's a what? A ruminant? Ruminant. Ruminant stomach. Yeah, it's an animal with hooves hoof, and yeah, hoof multiple camel. stomachs. Well, let's see if you know what you're So, A for. is rumen, reticulum, omasum, and abos, ab, abomasum, or small intestine, large intestine, stomach, and liver. Esophagus, duoden, duodenum, cecum, and rectum. Ah, uh, I'm disappearing. You put a spell on me. I wasn't sure, but I thought he put cecum and rectum together. <laughs> so, he's like, seek and rec. <laughs> no. uh, gullet, gizzard, crop, vent. Um, I don't think they, a, a gizzard is specifically to have like stones in it. So I, I eliminated D and I went with A. What'd you go with? Yeah, I went with A. You guys are right. It is A. There you go. You know your rumens. Okay. We are, I, we all, I, all I knew is that B, C, and D were not valid. I wasn't totally <laughs> sure about A, but I knew go. the B, C, and D were wrong. Okay. All right. We're got All right. So we're six to six heading into the final page. I have seven actually. You do not have seven. Well, well then you you've don't. cheated. No. And I will go back to... All right, just keep going. No, no, no. I have one, two, three, four. It's six to six. I'm keeping five. Okay, it's six. (laughs) Cheater. Yeah, I have six. You're easy. I'm just turning the pot. No, you don't. (laughs) Yeah, well, if you don't know that I'm easy to fool at this point, you guys are the dumb ones, not me. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. All right. What is the optimal temperature range for dry aging beef to achieve the best flavor and tenderness? This is one that I should absolutely 100% get, and I'm very concerned. I don't think I got it. Uh, options are 32 to 36, 38 to 42, 45 to 50, 52 to 56. So I went with 38 to 42 because I know it's not D. A is too cold. So it was between B and C. And I just went with B. Yeah. And with B, I thought C got too hot up to 50. That's too hot. They it's put, they put D. Did they really? Yeah. No yep. way. Yeah. 50s in the 50s. We don't know much about dry aging beefy. Yeah. So six to six. Well, the okay. more we learn, we can potentially protest it at a sure. later point. So. Sure. Uh, which <laughs> he's looking it up. He I don't blame him. It. I mean, when you say 52 you can't to 56, deal with it. But it also I mean, seems you remember like it is a temperature. Creating that not. outside so I'm saying it's barrier. Like, it's like the temperature huh. we you never that want is it what to it be. Says? Well, according to steakschool.com, you want to be 34 to 38 degrees Fahrenheit. So that kind of hits in the mark we put down but all right don't what 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 did you i'll look on google i wish you could do this at school you go well i got something Optimal else to teach i'm gonna look it up for dry aging beef. guys this is my patrick cup. this one says 34 to 36 as well so we're gonna take your 52. Well, why, why is it telling me something else i don't know chat gpt4 says 32 to 39 all right degrees. we're taking we I'm, both put B. We're getting credit. I, I need to update my guy. You do. Seven to seven. Okay. Gosh. All right. Your guys' scores just, you just sounds better. Is that what we're doing? Which of the following <laughs> factors significantly affects the color of cured meats? This is so bad that we can't be wrong to the point that we're. I mean, we <laughs> Hold Google. on. Let me look it up. I don't think that's true. Let me ask its older cousin. We let cannot. Me. Okay. Uh, which of the following factors significantly affects the color of cured meats? Nitrite levels, salt, salt particle size, smoking duration, or temperature during curing. Now, I put asterisks next to C and D because those absolutely can affect it as well. But significantly, a, though. Yeah. So I put A. I put A. It's A. Yeah. Eight to eight. And most importantly, we beat everybody else in that room. Yes. So thank goodness. 
All right. In the context of meat preservation, what is the purpose of using prog powder, number one, or pink curing salts? The options were enhancing flavor, adding color, controlling microbial growth, or improving texture. In all honesty, B, C, even to some degree, A would work, but I, I put down C. All of them are accurate that it's it's, it's what pink salt does, but in the context of meat preservation, it is only C. Yeah. Correct. C. All right. So that's eight to eight. Nine to nine. Nine to nine. Look at us. I think he only has eight. No. Recount. Uh, What is the key enzymatic process that occurs during dry aging of beef Uh leading to increased (laughs) tenderness and flavor? This is the one where I said you were evil. Yeah. Uh, Lipolysis. Proteolysis, glycolysis, or oxidation. Now, oxidation is obviously the one that's going to affect, negatively affect the color, all that the most. You think about like the outside of that stuff and it's oxidizing. But that's not what it's asking. It's the enzymatic process that occurs during dry aging of beef to lead to tenderness. <laughs> so I put A, lipolysis. What'd you I, put? I put B. It is B. <laughs> I was thinking, I I was like, B sounds like a made up name, but it has to be that because that's the only thing that sounds like it's protein related and it has to but break down proteins. I put, uh, I chose A because lip, lipid. Yeah. I, I figured that's. But the fat's already tender. Yeah. Fat's tender. All right, well, All right so it comes down to this one. Can John tie it or is Austin oh, forever shoot, We have different answers. Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. You're saying there's a chance. Oh, oh no. boy. All right. In the process of dry aging beef, what is the primary role of the pellicle that forms on the surface of the meat? A, it acts as a natural preservative, extending the shelf life of the beef. It serves as a barrier to prevent moisture loss during the dry aging process. It enhances the development of complex flavors and tenderness in the beef. It provides a protective layer against external contaminations and pathogens. Now, I did also write an asterisk next to D, um, but I put B. It serves as a barrier to prevent moisture loss during the dry aging process. Would you put? I put D. He did put D. Darn it. It's going to be D, isn't it? Now you're both wrong, oh. so it stays oh, the same. I'm okay with Which that. one was it? They put C. It enhances the development of complex flavors and tenderness in the beef. See, I thought that was the one it least was because I read the that pellicle? one. I read that one several times and it sounded the least complex. Like that was my problem with the I mean, first. Honestly, place. I always thought the the pellicle, uh, its main, we don't do much with it, but its main uh, purpose, um, what we know people use it for is like something to do with smoke ad- adherence. Can they get a veto in on the last? Come one? on. I don't think that. It enhances the Google didn't even understand of complex flavor. Uh, protects the meat the same way a rind does with cheese. So it would prevent that sounds like contaminants and pathogens. To prevent moisture. <laughs> That's the one that made the most sense. That, like, why would it even en- enhances the development? How did you develop these questions? Uh, there was a uh, there was another website. I forgot the name of it was like something that Iowa State was promoting. And then I had happened to like Google it, uh, it enough. I found like an old years ago quizzes okay. that they asked, but it was more older stuff, like all the steer questions. So then I grabbed a bunch of them and then I went into chat GPT and I went like, make, you know, do your best to make this guy processing is questions. GPT. Oh dude, we have me and him are tight, but the, but then you have to like, it's, 
it's a 50 question thing you because then like it ans- it it wants to spit out like well what's the purpose of a grinder and i go dude come on it's you and right. me here i go let's let's get down to it so i have to prompt harder try that yeah harder i go or do do things like this make it like this ask about enzyme ask about very okay. p- specific things this one is very important though because the technical name for this is the pellicle. The pellicle protects the meat the same way a rind does with cheese. It holds in moisture during the aging process. Yeah, but it depends on what that you read. Is because B. mine says it's a highly in, it's a highly concentrated. Uh, so it doesn't make sense. It's highly concentrated in flavor and can be used. Uh, yeah, well, safe product, safe to eat. Like it's flavor. It talks about like you're using it for flavor. Okay, but that's definitely not yours. No, but I am I'm totally good with us both getting it wrong. No. Mine is correct. You're I I'm think on, mine's correct. I'm too. on how to trim dry aged ste- steak. I think all of them are technically. What are you on? Correct. Like what where's your, where's I'm on, your source? I'm sir? on chat GPT four. You realize that chat GPT has been getting more things wrong, right? Ask it ask it a hard question right now. It won't give you the answer. It'll just give you A, B, C, or D. And then you guys can No, no, it's fine. I'm I'm fine losing question. this. No, you're not. We just have a five-minute conversation about how we're not. <laughs> Hold on. It, hang on tight. Searching the web. We're going to find one. Here's a hard question about beef and cattle. What's the, uh-oh. What's the most common breed of cattle used for beef production in the United States? You just saw the answer. No, I haven't seen the answer. Yeah, I'm not going to Okay, I've seen the answer, but you still have to answer it. You still have to answer it. Then you get to ask Chad GPT one. So he asked you the one. You pull it up and ask us a question. I do want to. All right. Okay. Well, I'll ruin it. It's Angus. See, that would have been perfect. You could have got that one. That, like, what else else were you going to guess? Angus is the guess there. Heritage? I don't know. Or Hereford, whatever it is. Dude, I cannot stop eating this. I can't do it. It wants me to sign it. I think it's sick. You should have, uh, if you go to Bing, you can use ChatGPT on there and you get it through us. Like, I, whatever, I don't know, what something we do here because we do everything Microsoft. Like, uh, if you go to ChatGPT, it's different, but use it through mm. Bing and you can ask it anything over and over and over and over. No limits on stuff. <laughs> Is that how you limit yourself? No, let's move on. I lost. So I'm down one. I was up one on the, the previous one. So we both have Two, three, four, five, six, one, seven, eight, nine, ten. I was waiting for you. What? Are you counting how many questions we got wrong? I was counting how many I got right. Oh, okay. So we got one, two, three. It was ten to nine. Right. But there isn't one, two, three, four, five. Six. So I got six wrong. You got five wrong. You got. Um, Why are you such a pessimist? Look at what you got right. No, no, no. Because this the point of this is what we got wrong. So there are blank spaces on the wheel. Oh no. Yes. I, I thought we were just having fun. No, 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 no. This is the <laughs> wheel it. of sausage. Oh. So because you got one wrong in the last one, and I got them all right. We have equal numbers of blank spaces. So we both have six spaces empty on our wheel. How many spaces are? There. That's a good question. We'll have to figure that out. Okay. But basically, if you spin on grinder and you get a blank, you're going to have to go find ground meat or chop it up really fine. Ooh, and that's bad. Yeah. From and then, personal experience, uh, recent person ex- personal experience, you get <laughs> ground beef from the store and try to make sausage with it, and it does. it will not turn out the way that it's supposed to. 
Will not. Mixing is incredibly hard. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're done with that. Patrick, good job, even though we overrode you on numerous yeah. ones. <laughs> so no, fine. I don't want to be fine. I don't want to be wrong here. It hits the level of like it is asking a very tough question that I couldn't know the answer to. So it's like, who am I to tell a robot he's wrong? So. Sure. Uh okay. The biggest news to come out of Wichita, Kansas in quite some time is that my community uh, that I live in has a Facebook group page and somebody stopped me while I was walking my dogs the other day and said, was that you? Did you report that? Or he said something about mountain lions and they go, was that, was that you? Did you report? I was like, that was in Parsons, Kansas. She goes, oh no, somebody reported seeing a mountain lion in your tree line this weekend. That's amazing. Now. I've been trying to gain access to this group, but they're wisely not approving my, even though I, I live in the development, they're wisely not approving my request. What? Why? What would you bring to the party? That they are, shouldn't are let you me like know a, what they're up to. Are you like a known troublemaker? Yes. No. They should not let me know what they're up to. That would be foolish for them. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> this can't be surprising to you that my neighbors are leery of me. You were on your like HOA board at one time, weren't you? And then you? demanded to be kicked off because they wouldn't <laughs> listen to my ridiculous requests to disband the HOA. That was all I would bring up every time. Like we just needed to disband the HOA. So, but anyways, so I think probably most likely what happened is somebody saw Brutus and just didn't see that I was out there with him because he's about the size of a mountain lion. Brutus is bigger than a mountain lion. Well, a big mountain lion then. And people probably think mountain lions are bigger than they are. I would imagine. I got to look. Now. I mean, a really big mountain lion weighs like 220 pounds. Brutus is like 200 pounds. He's the right color. He's got a long tail. So. Yeah. So as little as 64, as much as 220. That's a big range. It is a very big range. The yeah. males are significantly larger than the females. Yeah. Have you ever seen it with like, like just the muscles in their forearms and shoulders? Get it. You'd have zero chance. I, I'd have a chance. Forget it. You, you, you wouldn't. They're demolishing you. They could look at you and you're going you're gonna to run. Me, I stand it. I'd probably face. take it. It's probably a good thing if someone just, yeah, saw Brutus, thought it was a mountain lion. But that's kind of disappointing. What, that it wasn't mm -hmm. actually a mountain lion? Yeah. So I stopped and told this lady uh, who was walking her kid back where I walk my dogs off leash. I'm like, hey, just so you know, um, like somebody saw a mountain lion and you should either not have that kid out here or have a gun on you. And she just kind of looked at me strange. I was like, yeah, I need to not talk so much to random people. All right, moving on. Patrick, this is where make a, a note of this. You'll have to insert these videos. All right, watch this. Why is it not? Oh. I love that. This is a guy walking you into like a dry age cooler. It's not a dry age cooler. It's a dry age like airport hangar. There's over ten million dollars in beef. Look at it. Look at that. That's a lot of meat. Nice. There are racks everywhere. They go over. There's like a path down the middle. It is unreal. 
over $10 million in beef in that room. <coughs> I mean, am I right in saying it's like an airport hangar size? <coughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. All right, now this it's massive has nothing to do with meat, but I need one of these. I must have this. That is, is that a, a dog. It's just a dog? Look at that. It looks like they tried to like Frankenstein a couple dog carriers together. Oh, yeah. And that thing is eating through it. It's eating through it to the point where they had to wrap ropes around it. And now it's eating the ropes. <laughs> Have you ever seen Ghostbusters? No. Patrick? Yeah, I've seen You know the demon dogs at the top? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's what this dog looks like. I don't know what kind of dog it is, but I have to find out because I need that dog. It must be the dog off Sandlot. That's the only thing scary. I No, really that dog's an English Mastiff. They're not. Oh. Brutus is way scarier than that dog. You must be awesome at parties, actually. <laughs> actually? <laughs> That's just an English Mastiff. Well, it's you're talking not. about... <laughs> Something that I know about. Good point, Patrick. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Someone brings up a topic, you know. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm just saying, hey, you know my topics, but that was. Hey, I am trying to get better at that. No, I like it. I think it's funny. Okay. Um, all right. So we talked about our uh, buffalo wing snack sticks, all those flavors. We talked about jalapeno bread. Uh, Monique poisoning me with those pralines. Um, did we talk about giving away what I'm going to do with the electric saucer stuffer? Nope. Okay. So when I pulled that electric saucer stuffer out, uh, used it, worked great, made uh, 20 pounds of pork, five pounds of beef, and I have zero concerns with it whatsoever. And I want to have the most recent one out there. So during one of our live streams in uh, the month of November, we will be drawing a winner for my previous version of the 30 pound stuffer. It will come with the motor, the handle, um, all the stuffing tubes you would get, uh, basically everything. So somebody is going to win a 30 pound electric sausage stuffer. And so that everybody can know who did win and didn't win it. We'll probably do it during, you want to do it to kick off November, <clears throat> November's live stream. That wouldn't be bad. Okay. Nice. So that's going to be on the first on Wednesday, or are we moving that to the 31st so that we can still do a podcast that week? Hmm. I'd say let's move it to the 31st so we can... Well, no, why don't we move the podcast and then we'll still do the live stream on the 1st. We could do that. Okay. So we'll need the three of us to huddle at some point and figure out what day we're moving the podcast to. But for those of you who are listening to this on the 27th, on the 1st, we're going to have our monthly live stream. And during that live stream, I will be drawing a winner for a 30-pound electric stuffer that has seen extensive testing. <coughs> cool, hey, cool. Hey, I got a question. Can we get... Uh our items on the price is right. You know how you see kind of like, you know, there'll be a kayak on there. And I'm like, you know, who the who wants a kayak? Or you see like, you know, things as like small as like a couple Polaroid camera, you know. But like what if there was like electric stop, you know, sausage stuffer set from Walton's. And then they do their whole little spiel over and, and people have to guess, you know, the price on our little mini okay. showcase. What's the process? How do you get on that show? Uh, that's a really good question. I'm sure that's like a oh, that's advantage of working like them with a marketing firm they probably have like those weird little connections the probably right? they got set items that's what i'd guess well yeah i'm sure you could get on you just pay for it it's all product, it's instead of, product placement you just pay for your spot yeah so instead of like a magazine x amount they probably how much you think they want they probably like 30 grand to be on like certain they so probably have one time probably, some are some are probably more expensive than others on certain spots of the show sure 
I bet yeah, it's just a couple thousand dollars. Oh, dude. I don't, know, I don't know, It's one of the most watched daytime television Is shows. Is it really? Running. I mean, think about it. What has, what's been longer All on right, the air? So just real quick, though. Are you talking about like, you're not talking about like the showcase showdown. You're no, just, 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 you're just like, talking about that. Just one of those. Yeah, okay. but you know, it depends on maybe it's part of a game or something. Do those things usually have brands, though? Oh yeah, dude. They do. It's, it's okay. the most. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. Maybe like if it's j jet ski or right. like something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, could it be specific? Yeah, I think they get they like they say lean, Kawasaki. Yeah, Sea Dew. Yeah, they'll leave. They'll lean into brands big time okay. on stuff. What brought that question up? I don't know. I just jotted it down. I, I had a. I was daydreaming. And I was like, I bet you we'd be cool <laughs> on the prices, right? I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing. And what do you? I'm content. I'm talking. We're thinking about. Topics to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I just made him funny. <laughs> oh, um, oh that's, hey, you hear, you hear that? All right, moving on to meat matters. I think that kind of relate to horseplay, and that's in the handbook is a fire. <laughs> no horseplay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We haven't even said, I must ask you a question fine, once. But no horseplay. <laughs> we don't do horseplays here. Or horses here. Yeah, steer play is cool. Uh, all right, so USDA <laughs> details new organic livestock and poultry standards. So there's six key standards. It's outdoor space for their organic poultry must be at least 75% soil and include vegetation to the degree possible. So we're in the first rule and we're already using vague language. To the degree possible. Well, what does that mean? Yeah. There's no soil for them because I have them on these concrete pads. I think people... people do that specifically so that then they can move it to someone who has an opinion that they can force and push on people. Because if you just make it black and white, then it's just letter of the law says this, that, one or the other, where it's like, well, if you make it vague, then someone can push it and push a little further and push a little further and push a little further. One way or another, good or bad. Interesting. Could go either way. So I was looking at it at the way like, hey, I can't give them anymore. There's no room for it. But you're saying they could come in and say, no, you could tear up all this concrete and then give them soil. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I don't like it. All right. Two, indoor, outdoor living conditions. Shelters must be, must allow for laying down, standing up, turn around, fully stretched limbs and wings, and express natural behavior such as rooting in pigs and scratching in chickens. That makes sense to me. Like, yeah, I think it's probably mostly a problem with the chickens. I know that they have them in incredibly tiny enclosures sometimes. Um, but poultry stocking densities. The rules set specific requirements for an indoor and outdoor stocking densities to align with advisory board recommendations, third-party animal welfare standards, and public comments from organic uh, stakeholders. That means nothing. Everything I just read there does not mean anything. There is no rule laid out there. Yeah. Yeah, it means yeah. nothing. So we're down to five. Preventative healthcare practices. Procedures must maintain preventative healthcare practices that include sufficient nutrition and comprehensive parasite prevention plans. Animals must be treated with allowed medicines to minimize pain, stress, and suffering. All necessary treatment must be administered even if the animal loses its, or its organic status. So that's interesting. They're saying, uh, you know, if you have to give it this antibiotic to keep it healthy, you still have to give it the antibiotic. You just can no longer claim that it's organic. How do we feel about that? Probably fine. Okay. I don't know. Just seems like, oh, go try to make all this organic. 
But if you do anything that's not organic, you still have to do it, even if it's now would be more cost effective to just kill the animal because that's coming up. Physical alterations and euthanasia. Physical alterations are permitted only for identification purposes or the safety of the animals, and certain alterations are prohibited altogether. Alterations must be performed at a young age for the species and in a manner that minimizes the animal's pain and stress. Humane euthanasia may only be used if the treatment is not an option. So they can't just decide, I don't want to pay you know, $5,000 to get this 24-year-old horse whatever they want. I just want to kill it. They can't do that. They have to go through and do the treatment. Horse is a bad example there. I just thought of that because I know they get old. Um, something that we eat, a cow. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Is it, would, does it apply like per animal or to the whole farm? Because, so if it's per animal, you just go, eh, well, this one's not going to make organic anymore. So right. Let's move it over here and then we can euthanize it. I would imagine it's just per just, animal. It's got to be per animal. All right. And then the last one is just basically they have to take into account heat and cold when they're transferring the animals if it's more than like eight hours. So they, I don't see a ton of information there really. I think you're right. I think they are keeping everything intentionally vague so that they can just do whatever they want to do. Okay. Um, all right. We're running pretty far behind. So let's save the rest of uh, meat matters for next week. Unless let me look through real quick, real quick. Uh, they found more kids working in a Ohio poultry plant illegally cleaning. Uh, the the, how does the meat how industry does... has a real problem with underage working. I don't know. I mean, it probably just depends on what they're doing because you can clean some, some of the, this has all been yeah, cleaning what does, equipment. What does cleaning entail? I mean, it, cleaning could be totally fine. We have kids that work here that are less than 18 years old. They're in high school. They come in and they work, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 hours a week. If they're lucky five to 10 hours a week. Um, they work just enough. They get some spending money. They, I mean, they, they have to do something. It's okay to employ them, but like, what are you doing? Like they can't, for us, like we can't have someone under 18 run a lawnmower, right. run our Pico machines for sharpening grinder plates and knives. Like there are certain a, things we can't do, but there are certain things like they could go pull an order. But there's a it out. bottom no age. Like you can't have a eight year old running back there pulling orders. True. Right. I don't know what neither do I what that actual cutoff uh -huh. is, but yeah, I remember one of the news stories was talking about like a seventeen-year-old, and I'm like, what? So what are what are they doing? Because a seventeen-year-old ought to be able to do something, but are they like cleaning with caustic chemicals? Right. Yeah. Bad plan. Bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah. If they're just they need to take a brush and scrub a grinder grinder pan, like that's that's not that bad. Come on. Yeah, I. Uh, how old did you say? Did you say 17? Mm -hmm. Yeah, then who cares? Absolutely. Like I was working not full-time, but like full-time summers from the time I was like 14 on, right? And doing all sorts of things. T-shirt printing companies, like, yeah. But eight-year-olds should not be in anything with... No. Yeah, okay. All right, so we're going to skip everything else because we're running way behind and I really want to talk about this wild card story. Okay. Um, 
So this is one that I've known about for a really long time, and it just kind of popped in my head that this would be a cool one to share. You hear about, you know, uh, Discovery does that stupid Shark Week everything every year where they like, is the Megalodon still out there? And it's not, but I find this super interesting. Uh, this is a story I heard about a long time ago. Uh, it's from like the early 1900s in uh, Port Ar Lincoln, Port Lincoln, Australia. Um, but they're talking to some, uh, some they call them cray pot fishermen, but it's lobster fishermen. It's the same thing. Um, they were working on a wharf. There had just been a huge storm coming up. And they said they were seeing this vast underwater shark. Now, they're, they're, ranges for how long it was very widely. One person said it was about 115 feet long. <laughs> Somebody else said it was 300 feet long. Okay, now come on. Right. So that that's obviously a little ridiculous. But they said it was going up and grabbing pots full of crayfish that were like five to six feet wide, each carrying like 40 to 50 pounds of lobsters and just munching it straight down. Uh, they all held to their story for like their entire lives. None of them ever went back out into a fishing boat. And the one thing they all said about it was that it was just like ghostly white. It was an albino enormous shark, which would make sense if we think that it's from the deepest dark depths of the ocean, if that's where it is. It would be albino at that point. It would stay down there and it would have no use for pigment and it would lose that megalodon well i don't know i'm I, i'm i'm still kind of debating what side to fall on here where where what side are you on oh you know what side i'm on <laughs> i want it to be true so badly so badly but yeah uh no it's the most reasonable thing i've heard is that it was actually just a whale shark um while that behavior would be weird weird for a whale shark they're plankton eaters and there have been examples of them as albinos. Whale sharks grow to be like 35 feet, I think, somewhere around that range. So that would make a lot more sense. I could, I could, I could, I could say it's it's legit. So normally, like the so the largest whale in the world, blue whale, reaches just over like 100 feet. So yeah, if you had something that was 115 plus feet, it's a big something, and maybe people mistook it for a shark, or maybe it's just a, just. It was a whale, but it's super aggressive. I could see it actually being something. It may not be like a great white shark that got right. that big, but is it is a fish of some sort that got massive. Not three hundred feet. I not think I believe it's three hundred feet. But I don't think there's anything or ever been anything that large on the because the largest animal to ever exist on planet Earth exists right now. It's the blue whale, mm -hmm. and that's not three hundred feet. How yeah. long is a blue whale? Like uh, that's what I was reading. This yeah. uh. Largest whale in the world, world. I can't say world. Uh, Ant Antarctic blue whale. Okay. How long is it? 100 feet, 190 oh, yeah. tons. Say rear wheel drive. Rear, no. Yeah, it's a hard one, right? <laughs> okay. Um, American hippo ranching almost became a reality. If you like Beyond Meat Patties, wait till you try this beef alternative. In 1910, America had two big problems to solve, a shortage of meat and an abundance of invasive water high in Sith. 
choking off the Mississippi River, River Delta. Congressman Robert Broussard proposed a bold solution. He suggested the importation of exotic livestock, including hippopotami, into the U.S. Broussard's proposal would have resulted in one of the biggest land grabs in the United States history, along with one of the most disastrous ecological and economic collapses in the world. I don't understand why they're saying it would be one of the biggest economic collapses in the world. Now, do I agree that it would have been a disaster? Yes. Having hippopotamus run across the Mississippi, not a good idea. Yeah, it sounds very dangerous. What do we have that could possibly hunt a hippopotamus? Nothing. 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 I mean, grizzly can't take it. They're just too big and they just would run away, go right into the water. Polar bears, I don't think, would take a hippopotamus, I don't think. I, I would. My money's on the hippo. It's basically so. like a crocodile. And not a full-grown hippo either. Mm -hmm. And elephants can mess up hippos when they... Hippos will sometimes get a little mouthy with the elephants and they'll go mess them up. So, uh, Also, Mason showed me a picture of what does in fact look like a wolf um, eating a cat in Parsons, Kansas. I did not know we had wolves in Kansas. But apparently we mm -hmm. do have some packs of wolves. It was very mangy, though. It did not look like a cool wolf. Interesting. Do you remember a couple of years ago, maybe it was this year, the black wolf that was loose up in Kansas City? Huh. No? I don't no. know that. Okay. There's this black wolf, and it was clearly wolf, and it was big and looked well-fed, roaming around neighborhoods in Kansas City. All right. Are you looking that up? I was going to, but no. Go ahead. Moving on. No, well, no I, well, I don't even think we're moving on. I think we're 10 minutes over. I don't think the last wild card is important enough to hang on for. I, I, I want to see if there was a picture. I, the Kansas City Wolf. You get Look the pictures Kansas of the Chiefs Black mascot, wolf. Ma mascot. Is a wolf? Oh, that's right. You know how NFL that guy was stealing. Yeah. Do you remember the... the yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't believe that turned out to be true. Yeah, like the Titans mascot's a raccoon. Why? I in tennis. I don't know. Country thing. I don't. I didn't make that decision. But we have a, a pig, sure, yeah. and a Labrador. I wish you guys go more with the pig pig stuff. Yeah, where'd the Labrador come from? I've never even heard of that. Is that yeah, like a owner had a dog or something. I think it was a, it's a bomb sniffing dog, and I think they switch it every year. That could be cool. I mean, that why why was that not considered for like mascot or anything like that? Um, there's probably a cool nickname in there. The sniffers. Yeah, I still hate the commanders. Well, according to Lids, you're still the Washington football team. Which is weird. Go to Lid, go. go to Lids.com, hover above and go go to NFL teams, and then see at the bottom it'll say Washington football team. No, you showed it. I I believe you. No, I know you showed I'm, it to me. I'm talking to an audience of oh, people who sorry. don't know. <laughs> so here's God. this guy. Well, that's just I mean, sweet. Wait till, that's clearly a wolf. Yeah. And it's oh. <laughs> And it's not a small one. Yeah. It's a, it's a hundred. It's over. It's gotta be over a hundred pounds. Oh, for sure. 20 pounds. Yep. Can you imagine just walking your dog? You've got some little tiny. What's the friendliest dog? Golden retriever. You've got some golden mm -hmm. retriever and it sees that thing. It's just going to pee all over itself immediately. Oh, just out of fear. I that's might crazy. pee all over myself. Yeah, imagine that cat. Fear. That cat was like, "Oh, dude, I think that's my cousin." Get no, it's not. <laughs> get away, get <laughs> you think it had a good chase for a second, or it was just like, "Oh, I'm dead. crunch." Yep, lays down and gives up. Or maybe yeah. 
All right. That's it. That's all we got. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Meat Logistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatGistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.